Hello, my name is Andrew Laposha, and welcome to the Twilight Years. On today's episode, we will be discussing the death and final years of Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin began her musical career as a child singing gospel in her father's Baptist church. When she grew up, she set out on her own to make popular music. She struggled for a little bit before signing with Atlantic Records in the mid-1960s. With songs like Chain of Fools, Think, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, and Respect, she turned into one of the most popular and influential artists of the 20th century. She even earned the nickname the Queen of Soul very early in her career. Throughout her illustrious career, she scored 18 Grammy Awards, 17 Top 10 Hits, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, and a host of other accolades. She is one of the best-selling musical artists of all time, selling over 75 million records worldwide. She was also the first woman to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and in 2010, Rolling Stone placed her at the top of the list of the greatest singers of all time. To say that Aretha Franklin was great would be a massive understatement. Aretha struggled with weight issues for most of her life. Over the years, she would constantly lose and gain weight. She was also a chain smoker who struggled with alcoholism. All of these would lead to some major health problems later in life. In August 2010, Aretha fell at her home in Detroit, breaking two ribs. She was scheduled to play two free gigs in Brooklyn the following week, but was forced to cancel them. She also was suffering from abdominal pain and had to undergo some tests. Aretha released a statement to her Brooklyn fans apologizing for the cancellation. In November of that year, Aretha was hospitalized for an undisclosed reason and she canceled all concerts and appearances up to May 2011. She was to undergo a medical procedure in the next few days. Fans feared the worst and a prayer vigil was held in Detroit. There were some tabloids that said she had throat cancer, but a reliable source said it was pancreatic cancer and that she had just weeks to live. One report stated that the surgery was successful and some close family members said she was doing well during recovery. Regardless, the world went on death watch. A biographical film about Aretha's life was announced, which many took as a bad sign that the end was near. Halle Berry was offered the lead role, but she turned it down. On January 13, 2011, Aretha gave an interview with Access Hollywood's Sean Robinson. In the interview, she set the record straight. She never had pancreatic cancer. In fact, she said she never knew where that even came from. While Aretha did admit she had a health scare, she chose not to go into details. However, she did say that she was in great pain that almost brought her to her knees. Aretha then added that the surgery she had added 15 to 20 more years to her life. On February 12th, Aretha made her first public appearance since the surgery. She sat second row with Reverend Jesse Jackson at a Detroit Pistons game against the Miami Heat. Heat player Chris Bosch went up to her to say hello. Aretha made a statement that she felt great and that she planned to go to a beach to relax. The night after the basketball game was the Grammy Awards. The show would open with a tribute to Aretha. Host LL Cool J introduced Christina Aguilera, Jennifer Hudson, Martina McBride, Florence Welch, and Yolanda Adams, who performed a medley of Aretha's greatest hits. Just a week earlier, Christina Aguilera had sung a widely panned rendition of the national anthem at the Super Bowl, but the consensus was that she redeemed herself that night. In fact, all five of the ladies who paid tribute to the Queen of Soul were praised. The crowd gave the quintet a standing ovation. Aretha was unable to appear at the ceremony in person, but she did appear via video message. She thanked all her fans for their cards, flowers, and prayers. 
In May of that year, Aretha released her 37th studio album, titled Aretha, A Woman Falling Out of Love. It was the first album released through her own label, Aretha's Records. When the album was released, it received mixed reviews. Critics praised her ambitions, but said the sound was generic and dated. Very little promotion was done for the new album, and it debuted and peaked at number 54 on the Billboard 200, only to leave the chart two weeks later. The album would be Aretha's only release through her record company. One of Aretha's good friends for many years was singer Sissy Houston. Nowadays, Sissy is overshadowed by her daughter Whitney, who Aretha had known since she was five. Aretha was always Whitney's unofficial aunt. When Whitney died of a combination of drowning, heart disease, and cocaine use in February 2012, Aretha was invited to sing at her funeral. At the funeral, Whitney's cousin Dionne Warwick called for Aretha to come to the pulpit, but Aretha was nowhere to be found. She was forced to cancel at the last minute when she had terrible leg spasms the night before. She decided the best option was to stay off her legs so she could perform at the concert that was to occur that night. At that concert, she paid tribute to Whitney, performing her song, I Will Always Love You. In May 2013, Aretha canceled some shows. Though she did not go into detail, she did say that they were under her doctor's orders. She also canceled several more appearances that year, including an appearance at a baseball game in Chicago that honored her civil rights achievements. Aretha never told the public what her mystery illness was, but she did tell the Associated Press that she made a, quote, miraculous recovery. She did, however, say that what she had was common in women. She told her fans to keep praying for her. She said she was about 85% healed, but she would not go back to performing until she was at 100%. By December, she was back to performing again. In 2014, Aretha signed with RCA Records, working with her old friend Clive Davis. An album was also announced with producers Danger Mouse and Babyface. Aretha also went on a multi-city tour that year. In September, Aretha appeared on The Late Show with David Letterman. With Sissy Houston on backup, she performed covers of the Motown classic Ain't No Mountain High Enough and Adele's smash hit Rolling in the Deep. She was given a standing ovation. Both covers were featured on her new album, Aretha Franklin Sings the Great Diva Classics. The cover of Rolling in the Deep debuted at number 47 on Billboard's Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart, and she became the first woman to have 100 songs placed on the chart. In the summer of 2016, concerns about Aretha's health began again when she canceled more concerts under her doctor's orders. In February 2017, she formally announced her retirement. She said that she wanted to spend more time with her grandkids before they went to college. However, she did say she planned to record a final album with Stevie Wonder, which sadly never came to fruition. At one of Aretha's last shows, she told the audience to keep her in her prayers. Aretha gave her last concert at the Ravinia Festival on September 3rd. Her final performance was on November 7th at the Cathedral of St. John the Divine in New York at the 25th Anniversary Gala for the Elton John AIDS Foundation. In August 2018, close friends and family reported that Aretha was gravely ill with cancer. She weighed only 86 pounds, and those close to her were told that she could go at any time. She was placed under hospice care at her home in Riverfront Towers, Detroit. Friends like Stevie Wonder, Jesse Jackson, and her ex-husband all stopped by to say their goodbyes. During the period of her decline, one of her nephews released a statement saying she was doing fine, 
She said she was alert, laughing, and recognizing people, but that was quickly shot down. A tribute concert to be held at Madison Square Garden was already in the works. On August 16th, 2018, Aretha Franklin died. The cause was advanced pancreatic cancer. She was 76 years old and she left no will. Almost immediately, tributes began pouring out. Former President Barack Obama said that Aretha defined the American experience, and Reverend Al Sharpton said that she was a civil rights and humanitarian icon. Ariana Grande was scheduled to appear on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon that night. She was originally not scheduled to sing, but she was asked if she'd pay tribute to Aretha. Ariana sang You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman and left the stage in tears. That weekend, Madonna paid tribute to Aretha at the MTV Video Music Awards. Her speech was highly ridiculed. Viewers felt that Madonna made it about herself rather than Aretha, but Aretha's family said they didn't mind. Aretha's body lied in repose at the Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History, where thousands filed past her open casket to pay their respects. Her funeral was held on August 31st at the Greater Grace Temple in Detroit. Her funeral began at 11 a.m. and was scheduled to end at 4 p.m., However, it ran two and a half hours behind schedule. It was broadcast on live TV and streamed online. The funeral was officiated by Bishop Charles H. Ellis. Aretha had a star-studded funeral. Al Sharpton, Smokey Robinson, former President Bill Clinton, Jesse Jackson, and Cicely Tyson delivered eulogies. Performances were done by Faith Hill, Shaka Khan, Fantasia Barino, Yolanda Adams, Gladys Knight, Stevie Wonder, Jennifer Holliday, and Jennifer Hudson, who had recently signed on to play Aretha in a biopic at Aretha's request. Ariana Grande also performed. Bishop Ellis joked, When I saw Ariana Grande in the program, I thought it was a new something at the Taco Bell. Girl, let me give you all your respect. He then put his arm around the young singer and looked as if he grabbed her breast. This sparked much backlash. The Detroit police were even contacted. Bishop Ellis later apologized, saying it was accidental. Ariana herself even encouraged the public to forget about it and move on. Also giving a eulogy was Reverend Jasper Williams Jr. of Salem Baptist Church. Reverend Williams had eulogized Aretha's father after his death in 1984, as well as other family members. His eulogy was highly criticized. It was said that it seemed more like a political address. He talked about how living in a household without a father was like abortion after birth. He also said that black lives don't matter unless blacks don't stop killing each other. Aretha's nephew Vaughn complained that Reverend Williams spoke for 50 minutes and not once did he eulogize Aretha. After the funeral, Aretha's casket was loaded into the same hearse that once carried her father as well as Rosa Parks. The procession went up Seven Mile Road and she was interred at Woodlawn Cemetery in Detroit. Aretha Franklin is still widely respected. She won practically every kind of award that a musician can receive, and more. She was one of the most talented musicians, and she is deservedly an influence to many great singers. Her biopic, titled Respect, is scheduled to be released in January 2021. I can't wait to see it, and I'm sure many others are as well. Thank you all for listening to The Twilight Years. Please don't forget to subscribe, and if possible, leave me a review. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter. The links are included in the description of this episode. Is there anyone you would like to see talked about on this podcast? Let me know and I will do my best to get to them. Thank you again for listening. My name is Andrew LaPosha, and I will see you next time.